Welcome to another episode of No Ops Podcast. Your podcast where opposition may be the topic, but the resolution is the focus. I am your host, Naisha D, and alongside of me is my guy, Elijah James Jr. I have that, I don't want to say power, I have mm-hmm. that right. Mm-hmm. Choice. 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 Exactly. Um, I've never used it. Um, thank God. Grateful. But um, and I can only imagine, like, even if sometimes, like, like I tell my friends, right? I say, "Yo, remember that this is a person. Number one, the cop, right? Right. You are. I had some friends. Literally, I had a friend one time, like, get arrested. He literally, like, like running at the cops. Like, I said, "Yo, what do you expect these people to like? These are people. <laughs> like, right. If you would." I'm thankful we didn't shoot you, but if he would have shot you, like, clearly we would have been upset. We would have yeah, terrorized yeah, yeah. the community. But if we would have been able to take a moment to look back, you was dead wrong. How you charged at this cop? You bigger than him. You know what I mean? Right. They chasing you and you just run at this cop. Depending on where he's from, he's already scared. Already you. scared. Right. Right? And so I say, yo, man, like, again, it has to be, like, we just all got to do better. Right. All of us. And, again, when I say where he's from, I don't mean what neighborhood he's from. I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to say. <laughs> I mean where his life is from. from. Like, right. if, if he's not... If he's never had these kind of Ooh. conflicts or, or if he hasn't trained in anything other than uh, mm-hmm. books, maybe his fear level would be different than, than those who have been in these situations or have been traumatized. Like I, I, I say all the time, like when I see some of these videos, um, it seems like to me some of these cops, like I don't know if all this, all this stuff every time is a race thing. I think it's sometimes it's a situational thing. Because sometimes when I watch the video, I look and I'm like, damn, he looks scared. I got to see he's scared. Mm. So when people are in fear, mm. what becomes most important? Yourself. Right. So whatever you got to do to get yourself home to what you have, because these people have families, these people have shit going on that they like to see. Or they just like to see another day. Right. Like, it, it, it Who doesn't? Yeah, it's not really necessarily about the family. It's just sometimes you don't know how to react. And if people are not, I think where, where the disconnect is, people think that... Um, as law enforcement officers, we're we're also trained as ninjas and 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 John Wick type characters where we can do all this jujitsu and all this other mm-hmm. all these other martial arts to subdue you. Granted, some people do train, mm-hmm. and I and I and I recommend that everyone trains, especially those that are smaller in stature. Not that you because you're big you you're gonna win because a big guy if I grab you long enough you going tire out mm-hmm. and then I can do whatever I want to you no matter how big you are yeah. so I believe everyone should train but that's not that's something yeah that's something you think it should be? I, absolutely why but, is it not? do you have an idea? see, see that, I'm glad you asked me that because here, here's, here's how I believe that the government are or like these these municipalities or these cities who have these officers are not forced to Give them this type of training, these type of arts, self-defense training, more than the academy. Because as a citizen, you don't have the right to resist a lawful or unlawful arrest. Mm. So why do I need a trained assassin? Not assassin, but why do I need somebody trained in self-defense if the citizen himself is not supposed to put up any resistance? Mm. So whether you sold drugs, whether whether you're wrong or not. If I come to you and say you're under arrest, you are t- supposed to, by law, turn around, put your hands behind your back, and then you deal with it on the back end. And that's going to sound cra- crazy, but that's what I recommend. 
if you know this shit is left and it, it, this this situation is not what this officer is saying it is right now, don't fight because now you give him just cause to use more force and more force and call and get more people to use more force and more force. And it could have been nothing. But how many times have we seen people not fight and still end up oh, yeah. into the stick? And there you go. Now, see, that's that, that's the character and part. Now, that actually, motherfucker needs to be in jail. But that's something different. law that you do have a right as a citizen to defend yourself and to resist an unlawful arrest. No, you don't. Wow. I'll read again. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go yeah. back and reread. You, you, you don't. It, it, the, your course of action. Now, here's the thing. Now, if I, if the cop, because I'm not going to do it, but if the cop arrests you unlawfully, your recourse is that with the court. Like, okay, well, he didn't have probable cause to do this. Um, he has a history of this, so he's he. he now, a mistake is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not. I'm not. But if a clearly a violation of a law, like you know, this person didn't do what you said. You lied. Yeah. Then there's repercussions to that. What happens <clears throat> is when we when we create when we create such an altercation with the person, you almost make him look like they're gonna look at you because now he has the uniform on, mm-hmm. so he's <clears throat> supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And now you're looking crazy. So sometimes my thing is this. For the inconvenience, for the inconvenience of 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 going through it, of course it sounds crazy, but for going through the process of being processed, being placed under arrest, having your liberty taken for that moment, to win in the long run, that's where your win is. Mm. I'd hate for you to be so passionate about trying to win here in this moment. You can't win in this moment. Yeah. You you, you yeah. can't win this because even if even if you beat them up and you get away. If you identify, you're gonna get charged with that, yeah. and now, and now you being arrested falsely doesn't even matter. Yeah, and now you got a real charge. So, so, so you can't. I know it's. I know it's a lot to swallow. No, it's not. I know it's, it's really a lot to not. swallow because I. I don't want your fucking hands on me, but I'm, it's not gonna go too far because you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna say okay, because I'm, yeah. I'm always gonna be smiling because I know yeah. where the lines are. We talked about that before. Mm-hmm. I know when you're outside the line. So if you're doing something outside the line, okay. I know my. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna be inconvenienced for this moment. But on the back end, I'm gonna tear your ass up mm-hmm. legally in the eyes of the in the eyes of the public. Like you just not this shit ain't gonna just go away. I think that um, in the very beginning, when you are going against that arrest, one that person just wants to be seen. They want to be heard, that happens and a lot. and they don't. They probably fear that I'm not going to win. Yeah, I'm not going to win. You may say that. If this is unjust and this doesn't make sense or you're doing something illegally, that if I just shut my mouth and put my hands behind my back, get in the car and go through the process and then go to court, I'm I have a say so. Like my, my voice matters. I'm going to win. I don't even I don't I don't feel I don't, like it's going to happen. I speak in like community, mm-hmm. gotcha. you know, so it's like. Why am I going to go through all of that process if I know that I'm not going to win? So I might as well try to win at this very moment. No, it does not end off being a win, but it's like I'm going to fight the way that I know how to fight. And it... it Especially when you know you ain't got no money for a lawyer. Facts. When you got, when you're facting all those things, you're right. like, y'all still no chance. They're going to give me a public defendant, right? And it's like, this public defendant got mad cases. They don't even. They never listen to me. They just trying to get me to cop out, cop right. a plea. Got you. Right, and so I don't win. So, so, so. With that being said, t- tell me. I just want to know <clears throat> how to direct you. The only way I'm trying to get you to not be murdered. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. see you get killed right. here. I don't want to, and I don't want to see this. Um, I, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know what the, the false arrest is for, but I don't want the evidence of this resisting arrest or this assault on an officer to carry as far as it will. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, so unfortunately, I'm, I'm hoping you never run into that, into that. But if you do run into that, where do you where do you go? Because you you may not win in the long run. You may not win in court, but your chances still are drastically better than in the moment. So how so how how tell, tell me tell me how to save you? Some people think in the moment I'm fast. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my projects. I'm oh, building up listen. the gates. <laughs> All of that, right? Everyone listen. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Everyone listen. If you can run, run. Do it. I don't got no problem with that. What I'm telling you is the fight, the resisting, the 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 force on force. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, if you can run, and and Mr. Officer ain't 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 been on the treadmill and he can't catch you, then that's his loss. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my loss. Mm-hmm. I, I don't got no problem with that whole ass. I'm not mm-hmm. gonna tell you stay here. If you if this shit's left, even if you're wrong, yes, your job. Your job is to your job is to try get to get away. Get away. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you, hey, you selling drugs and the cop get out of the car like, hey. You walk your dumb ass over there. Come on, man. This is real life. I'm not right. telling anybody to do that. Right. What I'm saying is, if you if you are in the grasps, that fighting back is yeah, gonna yeah, lead. Yeah. It, it can lead definitely. to such a bad place. And I'm not. I'm trying to avoid that place. Run, hell yeah, your projects. You can get to. You can get to Auntie House. She gonna let you to the back door. Get your ass to the back door. It is what it is. We and 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 when you really talk to cops that sit down, they know it's a part of the game. Like, yeah. yo, today I you ha- win, tomorrow I might win. Yeah. Not win, I keep saying win, but yeah, might get you, you might get away. I have a question. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you said that um, like if, if, if situations like that happen where you could just like, just chill for a moment or be quiet and just take that and then go to court and go through the process. Um, when is it the point where I'm going back and forth verbally with a cop to now it escalated to something physical. Like, when do you guys have the right to be physical with me if I'm just speaking verbally to you? Because I've heard, like, sticking your middle finger up at a police officer, they have the right to do whatever. Like, I don't know. This is, yeah, just, this is just what I hear. That's so, one of like, myths. what? How, it go back to what you said earlier about myths. personal attack. They feel personal. Like, if a cop's arresting me and I'm calling them fat or ugly or whatever. Mm. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess what you said, but right, I guess that goes to. There, to, there is. There is no point where I could put my hands on you. Mm. There's no point. So okay. if somebody if somebody's doing that, back to character flaws, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or they need to be retrained. No, they're not retrained because nobody trained you to believe that you could do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your words, like we talked about in previous episodes, <clears throat> when you took this job, you gave up your right to be hurt by words. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like I said before, like people say things to you in uniform, or when you're a cop, they would never say to you if you was in a barbershop. Definitely. You don't talk, you just don't talk Definitely. to people like that. <laughs> Definitely. Like people don't just, Definitely. you, you right. just don't disrespect people. That's not how you, I don't care, I, your worst parent, that's not how you're raised. I believe that uniform is very triggering. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's Definitely. just what it is. Like, and no, I believe I, that trigger goes back to, which is something I was going to bring up. So um, we have this issue, right? Law enforcement, regular citizens in the community. Um, I think it goes, the triggering goes back to psychologically and our DNA, knowing that part of this whole process of police department was catch these slaves. Oppression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Catch these niggas. Don't let these niggas get away. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And so me, from again, from what I've read, read a lot, um, and then from what I've experienced and perceived, um, when I hit protect and service, like, who are you protecting and serving? Who are you not protecting and serving me? 
right? As a whole, meaning the police department. Oh, protecting and serving these businesses, protecting and serving these assets in this community. This money train. This money train, right? Um, and so I think that is part of the trigger in our DNA as black people growing up in the hoods is that we know that these people ain't for us and they don't really have our best interests at heart. Clearly there are some individuals, right? We, we know yeah, these yeah, people yeah. aren't for us or we believe these people aren't for us. We know based on history. Okay. That the system, not so much the people, the system okay, there we go. is okay. not to our benefit. Okay. But through learning, we know that there are some people who, even though they get involved in this line of work, are absolutely for us. Mm -hmm. right. But that's hard to decipher mm -hmm. because all you see is the umbrella. Mm -hmm. You don't see the individual again. That goes back to humanizing right. stories. You don't right. know the story. Right. So, there, again, there are people involved in law enforcement who I've seen give tons of breaks, who I've seen me arrested, a lot of stuff that I was supposed to have on me. So, you know what? We're going to throw all this away. We're going to charge you with this. Mm. It's like, wow, thank you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it like, happens. I've had those experiences. I, yeah, absolutely. I was happens. like, like scared as hell. Like, oh, this shit about to go bad. Like, you know what? We had a long day. Um, we see you a young person. You ain't giving us no problems. You ain't, you ain't pants sagging. You ain't gang banging. You just, whatever you're doing, you're doing. We're going to give you a break today. I've had those experiences that help shape my perception wow. today where I can say, you know what? This cop is my brother. Mm. Let me have pictures That's with big. cops and you know what I mean? They come to my home, you know my mama, you know That's my children, big. you know how's your daughter doing? Mm. You know big. what I mean? We talk, we text back and forth, you know what I mean? Right. Lieutenants and deputy inspectors and because I understand people. the story, people. people. Right, right, right. People. right. People, right. You know what I mean? Right. But I also, they also know that yo, certain things going on in the community. I know you, but I gotta speak for these people first, so they don't know. And you don't know them, so I have to speak for them. Right. I have to stand on their side. Right. Yeah. And in that moment. We're not brothers. Right. In that moment, I'm, this is who I'm standing with because you're standing with your people. Yeah. But because the respect is already built, I can, I have, you know, we can agree, to, we can agree to disagree. Absolutely. We can agree to disagree. We don't got to kill each other. We got to kill each other. Right. We don't kill each other over fucking uh, this on, NBA games. Week, like, why are we killing each other over bullshit? Right. So uh, yeah, I get, I get how you can stand on, you can stand on the opposite side. I don't, I'm not a Giants fan. Mm -hmm. My boy is a Giants yeah. fan. Some talk shit about Eli. He don't like it, but we don't kill each other. Nope, not at all. So I, 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 I respect Again, that. Again, humans, man, stories. I respect that. I, I, I respect that a lot. So I'm thinking, we just gotta, and like I said, I always say this: not in the moment, because in the moment it's so hard to have clear thoughts in a moment of trauma, in a moment of when you think everything is the worst. Mm -hmm. It's just when you're riding around, you listen to this podcast. After you just left a Sugar Ray rally, you just think about what you're going to see. That's how you that's how you react. It's learned behavior. You think about what you're going to do when something happens. Mm -hmm. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, shit. Practice. Put it into practice. I'm already here. It's already a thought. So mm -hmm. it's already a, a reaction. It's, yep. it's a reaction. So when you don't think about what may happen when you when you're stopped or, or when you the victim of something, you just go crazy because you don't know how to react. Mental preparation. Right. Right. You're right. You haven't planned all anything. Right. So, you know, you plan when you get paid, you plan your bills out. Definitely. You got to no, plan the rest of your life out. when I was in the streets because, again, like I said, prior I was always in my head. I knew that there would be times that I would get arrested. And if I get arrested for this, I'm going to just chill because I know I'll be home tomorrow. Right. right or right. in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. But if I get arrested for this, now I got to fight because I know that I might be gone for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So I'm already pre-planning in my head, understanding the this game. This is what I'm, right. Most people in the streets... Don't think about being arrested. Just gonna win every time. Just, huh? Yeah, just think like, like I'm just out here. Like they don't like, and it's like no, you have to understand the game. Like, and I learned that unfortunately from Heat, <sighs> right? Opportunity Robert De Niro said, mm -hmm. "You have a job. Your job is to stop me from doing my job. Right. My job is to do my job and get away out your way. And if you come at me, my job is to do whatever I gotta do 
so that you don't get me. Now, how, we don't think about that. That's so fair and so honest. Like you said, when you, like you said earlier. Most people are not honest. With they, 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 you know, they hustling, they gun busting, they doing this, but they don't want to be honest with themselves. Right. What they doing. So they can't be honest with the community. They can't be honest with nobody. So when law enforcement comes, they got to, because it's like, yo, like, play the game. And I, I knew that when I caught my crime, I was going to go to jail. Right. Wait, but what were you saying? Like you said earlier, what? Oh, he said earlier, um, like you have this public defender who has all these cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on what you're doing, like when you say that, like if, if you are, if you decide that for the next whatever, you're going to be this drug dealer, mm-hmm. then you should be preparing yourself Absolutely. for your defense. Lawyer, bail money. Right, for your defense. So then now you do have a fighting chance. Yep. You can't now say... Oh shit, yo, he locked me up and I got this public defender, this public defender not defending me. You're yep. supposed to defend yourself. Yep. Facts. But because so it's gotta be a thought. Facts. We don't have that thought. We don't we don't think about it as a profession. We don't think about it as a lifestyle. We think it's just I wake up and I do this. But if you're gonna choose that lifestyle, choose that lifestyle, like you said, prepare. Put some money aside. That's the first thing I learned. Put five thousand away for a lawyer, put ten, fifteen thousand away for bail. Right? right, and deal with it. But unfortunately, at least in my generation, they just put money away for drugs, uh, weed, and alcohol, and tricking, and Jordans, and, yeah. and so now dudes got all because these it's sneakers the and all of this gear living in their mom's back room. Right, when they get arrested, they have no money for bail. They got to call their friends. Yo, send me a hundred dollars. Send me this. It's like it's just you got hustling for nine years. It's just you don't have crazy, no right? money. Yeah, yeah. You hustling for a year every day. You don't have no money for yourself. Right. No. Um, you got to make a decision, man. So right now, Ray, your latest intervention or creation is a media production company, right? Yes. By the name of Queensbridge, Queensbridge Productions. Queensbridge Studios. Queensbridge oh, Studios. Queensbridge Studios. QB. Right. So is it was it named Queensbridge Studios for the obvious reasons? Absolutely. Fr- okay. Absolutely. okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to make sure. I mean, you know, Queens on the bridge. Right. You know, a bunch of Queens on the bridge walking, about to jump. I just want to make sure. It's none of that. It's none of that. Listen, come, come, come to the studio. <laughs> Get on the No Ops podcast, and you ain't got to kill yourself, sister. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we got a therapist here. We got a cop here. We got people here who can help you through what you're going through. So tell us more about Queensbridge Studios. Um, film, TV, multimedia. You know, um, newspaper, radio, podcast. Um, you know, written articles, blogging. Um, so Queensbridge. Uh, you know, most people know Queensbridge has this rich history, mm-hmm. right? Of getting you know, music, right? Of art, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But we've never had our own production studio. Queensbridge, the largest housing development in the in, in the in the country, mm-hmm. right? Is I never knew that. Maybe twelve, thirteen thousand people residents in Queensbridge, which is a six block radius, six blocks, ninety six buildings. Okay. Thirteen thousand people. There are towns that I've been in that doesn't have thirteen thousand. Don't there? They don't have thirteen thousand people. They have their own newspapers. They have their own uh, um, source of information, right. right? Of content, of media. Our Queensbridge don't have it. Mm. And so I say, you know what? I'm not going to keep asking. My talent and my gift is storytelling. I love film, TV, and media. I love writing. I love talking. I love filming, directing, producing. So when I create a studio, create a, um, a company, right, that I can use my skills to build with my community. Because there are tons of people still in Queensbridge. There are videographers. There are rappers. There are painters. There are writers. There's tons of stories mm-hmm. that's not being highlighted. Because the newspaper that's around Queensbridge, the Long Island City Courier, right, and the Queens Courier, um, you know, they don't give a fuck about Queensbridge. The only thing they write about Queensbridge is if somebody gets shot, um, the piss in the elevators, the dog shit on the floor. They don't celebrate the girl who didn't miss a day of school from third grade to twelfth grade. They don't right. celebrate that. They don't celebrate the woman who was a teacher at the nursery when I was five years old, who's still a teacher there now, thirty years. And she was there before I was five. She was there at least three years before me. My sister was there. Mm. They don't celebrate that. 
You right, know what I mean? Right, I get That's it. That's all that needs to be celebrated because, right. unfortunately, a lot of media, outside media that comes to the hood, only portrays the negative. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we talked about that. Negative Negativity yeah. sells. sells. Right. So I'm saying it's Bill Queensbury Studio to um, create opportunity, right, right. to um, highlight the positive, but ultimately to, to facilitate our um, talent so that we can make money. Because a lot of people have got talent, but they're not generating no income because there's no structure. Gotcha. Right. So, so basically what you're trying to do is instead of grandma going to Sears, I always say Sears because that shows my age, but going to Sears <laughs> and get the family portrait, mm-hmm. she can really go to like 3C. Exactly. And my yep. man got the setup, but she don't even setup. know. She don't even know. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's. 100%. 100%. So now you're still getting quality photos, quality right. product right. at a lower rate. You don't got to go right? as far. You don't got to go as far and you support your community at the same time. Right. Exactly. Helping another person in your community. And you're meeting somebody who you probably didn't know. You probably didn't know was in your community. Right. right. That's real. Like, I put the short film out. I feel like, yo, I didn't know you do films. Like, I've been here all this time. My whole life, I've been into filmmaking. <laughs> and I've always come back to shooting something random, even if it's shooting random stuff on the block. I've always been shooting something. You know what I mean? And people are like, I didn't know. And it's like, you're not paying attention. I put flyers up before, right? My name, number, I've done stuff at the community center. You know what, though? When you say people are not paying attention, I, I think a lot of stuff in our communities um, go unnoticed or get lost because we are so caught up in the rat race mm-hmm. trying so hard to keep these lights on 100%. and we don't have that downtime like alright I'm coming out it's 6.30 in the morning boom, I gotta yeah, catch this yeah, bus or this train no, I gotta go to work when I come back absolutely. I get these kids I gotta get them in the house absolutely. gotta get them fed absolutely. ready for the next day and it's just a cycle of shit so right. Saturday, Sunday you kinda just yeah. trying to no, 100% that's what it is, but but I mean, you gotta, you gotta let them know. People, it's also people not paying, just not paying attention. Right, I'm making it's excuses. People who but, or or they'll see a flyer, they'll look at the flyer, right? They'll read the flyer, the flyer will be there. I know where you're going. Girl. Then they'll come back. Like, oh, nobody told me about it. They want to be told specifically. Oh, you didn't tell me. Yeah, you didn't tell me. I, I didn't, I didn't like know that. it was a meeting at the center. It's or, every every first Thursday. Or Forever. I just don't Forever. want you to do it. Twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean this didn't start? <laughs> yeah. Like oh. Okay. Or and then they I still don't, don't come. want you to do <laughs> it. You do right? tell them they still don't come. Right. right. <laughs> I'm busy. Right. I don't want to go to 3C, though. I want to go to right. Sears because I believe Sears has better quality. I don't I don't think 3C is going to come But then they get mad through. because Sears charges them too much for four pictures. Right. So they complain. They go to Sears and complain, but don't want to support the photographer who actually works at another company, not Sears, but he does photography for another right. company. Right. You just don't right. know. So it's not like he's just a photographer in his apartment. No, he's a professional right. he's a photographer. Right. right. But right. because he doesn't have a quote unquote studio. He doesn't have a quote-unquote physical space. That brick and mortar. Right. He doesn't have a brick and mortar. And right. for a lot of people, he don't, that's got, a swipe, he don't got a swipe machine. Yeah. He can't swipe you. Yeah. That's right. a little spot. You have a brick and mortar. Meanwhile, there are people who don't have brick and mortars who are making Super way talented. more revenue, Super who are talented. doing so much. Forget talented. They're making bank without a physical space more than the people who got physical space. Right. 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 And they're better at what they do. Right. I, I believe it. We crazy, man. So, <laughs> you I love us, crazy. but we are crazy. So, Tell me, when you heard um, about no ops, what did you think? <laughs> please. What please the hell is did. this? Really? <laughs> yeah, like, what is this? No, that's dope. That's you know what dope. I mean? It's a podcast. Clearly, I knew you was one of the people behind this. I'm uh-huh. like, what the hell is this? Then I didn't know it was um, law enforcement. When I first heard about it, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what is it still? Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? Right? And as I heard, as I read more and listened, I was like, oh, this shit is dope. Thank you, brother. Thank it's you. dope and it's necessary. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So if you had to ask us um, one question each or for us to both answer that one particular question, what would the question be? You um, really don't have to ask me. You could just ask. What? How you, how you, how you do it? How you frame it? So then you don't got to ask right. me. Like, she just left that part out, right? Right. right. 
So yeah, if you had one question to ask, what would that question be? Um, why? What made y'all do this? Um, what made y'all do this? I guess two part question. A, what made y'all do this? And the B is, um, is there ever any strength? Right and um, topics and how we're gonna facilitate those topics and who we're gonna bring on the show for those topics. Is there That's any strain or conflict? And how do you mitigate that? Um, as far as strain, I'll go to the second part of the question. As far as strain, not yet. I mean, still new, and you know, she's super opinionated. Mm-hmm. But I'm married, so I'm used to. <laughs> I'm used to um, the opinions. Sometimes the opposite opinion, like I'm thinking, like, all right, we're going this way, and but the car ain't going this way. The car ain't going that way. Yo, where we going? Don't worry about it. Like what? So, so I, I, I'm, I'm from the happy, happy wife, happy life kind of thing. So, no, but we haven't had any, 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 any beef so far. Um, we, we usually, we're pretty much aligned, in, um, yes. in things. She may not understand, and frown up her face about my answers to certain questions when it when it comes to law enforcement but that's because there's no understanding of it yet right but she's here to hear it so we don't we don't we don't have any nice. we have any beef yet i hope that that continues nice. i guess i can answer the second part pretty similar to elijah um not yet i don't i'm not even gonna be funny i don't think it's going to be mm-hmm. any like any strain i really don't um there's a massive amount of respect. I see it. I feel it. And because of that, because we're founded on that, um, I don't think there will be any strain because we do make it a conscious effort to communicate and to understand one another and to listen. And because we have that um, initially as friends, that's why I believe it's easier to transcend into business and make this happen because that's what we have. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's what works. That's what's needed. Um, yeah. And on top of that, it's bigger than if you really believe in it and we really believe in it. It's 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 not even about her or I. It's mm-hmm. about the community. community like, right. Really trying to get thoughts to change. I mean, of course, it's going to take a lot, but we could just sit home and be like, you know what, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to work, get my money, and mm-hmm. or we can try. Right. And see what happens. How that make you feel? I hear the mmm, mmm. I can see it. I can feel it. You feel good? You believe in this? He's <laughs> <laughs> like a kid asking a parent, like, like, can I have this? Like, no. <laughs> no, you can't have an extra hundred dollars for Christmas. I don't believe in Santa Claus. Ain't no Santa Claus. Man. Get out of here. It'll ruin your whole dreams. You know? <laughs> now, this is the I believe in it, man. I believe in it. Um, I support it. I want to push it. You know what I mean? Um, and just see it grow. Mm-hmm. See, girl, but I had a question now as you were talking because I know she knows some crazy people, man. So the, one of the questions was, what if, you know, because I asked for strain, like what if she wanted to bring on someone who's like literally actively involved in gangs and living a lifestyle that is your job is supposed to arrest them. I'm mad. She wants to bring them on um, to talk about what they're doing. How would that work? Or is that? I'm possible? mad she waited so long. We could we could we could have we could have saved the positives, brother, because you're going to be positive. I mean, the enlightening brother for later episodes like I'm I want that like I want that because this shit is there are like seven sides to this story because there are people who want to share there are people who, who are doing certain things gang banging people who have hurt people right yeah. mm-hmm. but who don't want to do it who want to share their story mm-hmm. they want to get support and help and figure out how we can get out of this right and they want to come on a platform like this to talk oh to people oh my god please come we but want then, it please we come. want it 
Please, we want please, it. So if come. you know anyone, if Don't. you are connected to anyone who's ready to share their truth and um, understand that this is a safe space mm-hmm. where we're not against you, we're for mm-hmm. you, let them know. Don't, like, well. right. let them know. You can come in here and, and have an ankle that I didn't even think about and and skyrocket my 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 fellow officers in my career like and i'm not saying skyrocket like oh now we're gonna make a thousand arrests no but just give us a different perspective and it helps the way we now police right because without community you're really just chasing your tail Mm -hmm. because you don't know you don't know what's going on it might be one thing you can address that would change the whole dynamic of this whole block but because there's no trust or there's no relationship between you and the one person you need to talk to on that block to mm-hmm. fix it. So now, so now, you're harassing or you're terrorizing as a cop the whole block, trying to fix this one thing that you keep missing it. And now you're stopping you on your way home, mm-hmm. and now you mad at me, mm-hmm. and then stopping uh, grandma's nephew who just visiting from down south. But mm-hmm. I don't know your face. Why are you around? Like mm-hmm. it's too much. So if we can, if if this whoever comes on can give us something. Somewhere to look to fix what's wrong. I'm here, or I might be able to say something to change their direction. Right. Absolutely, right? Absolutely, it's necessary. Because um, again, even when I was in the streets, I wanted to talk about why I was in the streets. Right. Like I was sad. I was angry. My dad died. I had no outlet to talk about it. I was depressed. Right. Right. And there was no outlet for what I wanted to do. I wanted to make movies. I wanted to write. I wanted, but nobody around me did it. They made you want to be a writer. Nobody writes like it's for white people. White people write. Right. right. You're an English professor. Right. That was some of the stuff I heard. Yeah. And so I recluse. I go inside, and it got to come out some way. So it comes out in fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. It comes right. out now. I want to sleep with mad different women. Right. And I'm drinking every day. You're right? showing um, people what they want to see or what they used to see. What they used to see. Right. Right. Because something you said earlier, it wasn't until I realized and learned that our history did not start with slavery. Because I thought that literally, I thought growing up that my history started with slavery and that Dr. King and Malcolm X and Harriet Tubman were the only like black people fighting for freedom in the history of the world. Right. It's crazy, right? right? I had this mentality that I'm angry Mm. and shit is fucked up and I got to be an animal. I got to be bad because I'm supposed to be bad. Mm -hmm. And I realized that, well, I had a rich history. Like, I can talk properly. I can use my full vocabulary. I can show what I know. I can stand up straight and I can smile and... And I can articulate. Right. Articulate. It doesn't right. make you less of a man. It doesn't make you less, less black. Less black. Right. Um, yeah. I can dig it. Mm. Powerful. No what ops. You, I see you open the book. Now what you got here? Have you ever heard of the book So Frail? No. Okay. So, um, you know, well, everyone doesn't know, but my target audience when it comes to mental health or coaching or um, empowering are women. Mm-hmm. And lately I find myself speaking to more men, more black men about the importance of mental health and expressing themselves and so forth and so on. So this book here um, by Racine McGee is called So Frail. And it basically speaks about um, the false ideology of black male masculinity. Mm-hmm. And like, I recommend every black man to read this book so i just wanted to do something fun real quick i wanted you to just choose a page 33 okay
If you'd have opened it right to 33, that would have been so dope. That would be dope. But clearly, scary, too. It would have been scary, too. I might have left. Off. She was off. <laughs> Some black women don't get it the first time. Oh! <laughs> jab, jab, jab. <laughs> Messing with you. Um, <clears throat> you mind reading? I thought you was reading No, it. I'm not going to read it. I want you to read it. I want the black man to read it. And then tell me your thoughts. Um, if you can, come up with something based off of just that page. My thoughts based on the book? Based on... No, you said to tell you my thoughts. Yeah. On what? On, what? on, on the page. page. Yes. Okay. Um, all right, so the page, the first couple of words on the page is from the previous mm -hmm. page, but I'm not going to even read that. I'm going to just stay with the first sentence on the page 33. 33, right. <laughs> and the first word is a powerful word, honestly. <laughs> honestly, when passion arises on both ends, most times the disrespect is from you and you deflected it onto your sons, onto our sons. One way, as stated before, is with the too much base appeal. The second and most detrimental is the, you act like you want to hit me, I wish you would perspective. The reason this is the most detrimental is because there is an ultimatum presented that forces any man into a quandary in which he is guaranteed to be emasculated, no matter which decision he makes. If he does not act on the ultimatum, he becomes the overly aggressive emasculated man, which will be discussed later. If he doesn't, he is solidified as the extremely passive emasculated man. What's worse about this creation is that it derives from our mother's actions. <sighs> mm. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Do I keep reading? I mean, are you finished with 33? We were placed into a position where we grow to allow ourselves to be abused, controlled, and dominated physically, mentally, and spiritually because we are conditioned to be afraid of confrontation with women through interactions with our mothers and men through lack of interaction with our fathers. 100 fucking percent. Directly relates to my life. Yeah, so that's what made me want to ask you to pick a page out and read it because I, I was listening to how you said that, um, you know, your father, the absence of your father in a sense or your relationship with your mom wasn't that good and then how you became reclusive and then there was the only way that you were able to have this outlet mm -hmm. of expression was aggression. Absolutely. And Racine speaks about that often, like we, you guys have this battle, you guys, because I'm not a man, mm -hmm. you guys have this battle with masculinity and how to act and how to approach things in a hood or how to walk and what a man should do and what a man shouldn't do. And a lot of times, well, lately, the men that I speak to, they really want to talk. Like, they really want to be expressive. Like, like, they really go through the motions. And I find that when it comes to my clients, these men that I speak to, because they're not speaking their truth is why they find themselves in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. That's why you find yourself in trouble. It's why you find yourself unhappy in relationships. and why you find yourself going from relationship to relationship, right? Um, I know for me personally, right? Um, so my dad passed. My dad was my best friend, mm -hmm. right? He passed when I was 11. Literally, suddenly. Like, I didn't know he was sick. I was away for the summer. I came back early. Your dad died. I was like, what the fuck? My mother told me, right? Mm -hmm. So now I got anger towards my mother. Then I want to talk about my dad passing away. She, oh, I don't want to talk about that, mm -hmm. right? So now I got to hold my emotions in, right? And then I'm just watching her, like, be super hostile, super aggressive. Um, and then small lies that she would tell, oh, um, I'll be back in a little while. It's morning, she don't come back to the night. A little while, was that was a long while, right? So small lies, small things that our mothers create now, it created in me a distrustful woman, right? right? So now... Um, coupled with other stuff that happened to me, being molested by girls in my family, right? Mm -hmm. um, so now women ain't shit, but literally hoes and tricks. That's Snoop Dogg said in the song, because mm -hmm. all you're good for is sex, and all you do is lie. Mm -hmm. I see my sister, right? 
be with a guy. Literally, we all together. She's with the guy who she's dating. But she got a boyfriend. The boyfriend calls her and she's like, oh, I'm at work. I'm going under the tunnel. I got to get off the phone. But she's in the apartment. Right, and you hear that. And I'm right there, mm-hmm. right? And I'm young. And so it was like, yo, like. It's impressionable. Mm-hmm. So now, like, if I'm the guy, I'm not trusting the woman because she sounds sincere, mm-hmm. right? You know that she does work a lot. You know she's a good person. Uh, right? Because she's good your person, sister. Because she's my sister. Right. Right? So now, what do I do as a man coming in, as a young man growing up and now dealing with women? I don't trust you. Because you tell me you're going to work, okay. You tell me you're doing this, okay. You tell me this, it's like, I'd rather cheat on you before you cheat on, before me. You cheat on me. Damn. Fucked up mentality, but a very real one yeah. in our community. Right? Um, so that's some of the strain for men and women that comes from our mothers and those who raise us, who's supposed mm-hmm. to nurture us. Right? Um, then our mother yells at us, you can't hit your mother back. No, you better not. Right? <laughs> but you ain't gonna yell at me in the street, little chick. Mm-hmm. Don't pop you in your mouth, you yell at me. Right. That's a lot of men's mentality. Because mm-hmm. they're angry at their mother or their sister, whoever was raising them, the teacher at school or whatever. whatever. They're angry, but they can't lash out. Displaced. But the girlfriend, <laughs> especially if she ain't got a father. Oh, God. I'm beating your ass, shorty. Mm-hmm. Real mentality. Real action that really happened. Um, because I feel like that also is a reason why um, we don't come together for the community. Like men and women, mm-hmm. because we have our own shit going mm-hmm. on that we can't really be together. So, when it comes to no ops, I just want, or I hope, or we hope that um, we are more expressive. We come and we step, we share our truth, we share our story to gain understanding, so we can heal as a whole. You know, we can mm-hmm. help the community as a whole. Um, you know what's funny? Um, uh, my uh, my children's mother. She said something that was so profound. She said. The relationship between black men and black women will not heal until it first heals in the bedroom. So too many black men want to dominate black women sexually because of the influence and rise of porn. So they don't, black men don't see black women as equal. They see them as submissive and you are below me. And I realized that in my own personal life prior, in the past. Like, yeah, I love black women, right? Um, I only want to be with black women. I'm only with black women. But um, got to do what I say. I'm the man. If you don't, then I get another one, replace you with another one. Not valuing you as a woman, like you might not want to do what I say because it might be degrading. Right. Or it might not be your path. It might not be your thing. Right, 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 right. right. And to respect that. Right. But we throw it away and say, you know what? You ain't going to do what I do. And then the cliche, right? What, woman, what one woman won't do, the next woman will. Yeah, I So that creates that. that whole mentality in the man. Like, you ain't going to do what she will. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's too. messed up. Right. But right. it's real. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's real it's mentality, real. man. And so um, I just think, again, black men and black women, specifically black men to black women, have to see. Black women, not just as our equal, but as our power and our strength. Right. As our progenitors. Right. right. As our life carriers. Right. Um, and if we could do that. But again, that's the whole patriarchal. Yeah. We're building, though. Hopefully. No, we are. Yeah. We get, we're definitely getting better. We're definitely making great progress. I give, I give so many strides to the black men who are out there working through their own shit. Right. And you know what I mean? Um, getting better. So any last words you want to say before we go? Gang, gang. Oh. <laughs> Look, after, it was after, for that. <laughs> After all that shit, <laughs> gang, gang. Nah, I was like, what the fuck? Where, how do we get here? <laughs> he was waiting you know, for it. It's how like we, he was holding on How do we it. get here? Damn. Now, um, <laughs> my last word first would be obviously thank you to both of you, thank you. for this platform. Thank you. you know, um, dope platform, great platform. Um, I don't wish, but I will you both much success. I appreciate Ooh, it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Know, um, individually, keep doing your thing. 
Right, keep doing what you're doing. Um, first time meeting you, right? Um, you sound like a good brother. You sound like a brother that if I was out there doing something wrong, I would rather have you be somebody else. <laughs> I'm gonna that give you, I'm gonna give you the, right? the, the respect you deserve, bro. Definitely. So um, just keep that. As long as you keep that, Facts. you'll get that. Respect Facts. is earned, not given. Facts. Right, and if you give respect, you're gonna get it. You know. Um, and yeah, man. Thank you. You know, just keep building, just keep sharing, keep pushing. Um, again, know that I'm here as a resource. You know, for appreciate you. Whatever we could do together. You know, um, and that's I'm gonna shoot my scene in Crazebridge, man. Let's do, it. do a cameo and shit. You know let's what I mean? Do it. Let's Just do in the it. background, ah, let's do coming it. through, I mean, breezing. No, listen, let's do it because, <laughs> yeah, I write a lot, man. I wrote something actually about a black cop um, from the projects who actually um, had an opportunity to harm someone who was in a dead room, but he sat them down and had a conversation. I don't even gotta know, act. No, gotta act as you and just come, it's, just come through. It's perfect, right. but um, because I have, because again, I've experienced all these different things, right? And so I'm like, yo, I can't go into the streets and tell my people you gotta respect cops. No, 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 no. But I can put it in a film and do a film debut and bring up people's out and they just hear a different perspective and then we have the dialogue there. Right. 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 So going out there preaching never works. Going nah, out there nah, like nah. I don't. That's why I don't even do. I don't do rallies anymore. Yeah. I mean, something like for school or something like that. But I don't do like police brutality uh. rallies because it doesn't work. Right, just get people angry. Right. Doesn't work for me personally. I've seen, gotcha. but I know that film art is the ultimate way to subconsciously right. change people's minds to rewire people's. So let's set that up. Let's, let's set that up. up. You write it, you create this film, and then we come in to do it. Dope. The dialogue. How did she get in, bro? Oh. I don't know. No, no, no. Oh. You know, black women always have dialogue. They put themselves oh. in like she just weak. She's jumping like, on cameo. She's right. A cop, and she's like, my bad. Well, am I invited? Yeah, uh, I guess you can come through. Of course, y'all. Right. Any last words before we go? You know, I always like to end with a thank you, man. I got, I hope it comes across as sincere because it truly is. Thank you for your, thank you for your time. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for your energy, which was increased my energy. I, I thank you for that, and I thank everyone for listening. Now I thank you for flying all across the world to come here and help us change the world. She was just in South Afghanistan, you know, with a turban on. She do it all. So that's it. I want to say thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until the next episode, we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you for listening to No Ops Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our tiny space, but we also hope you'll take two seconds out of your time to subscribe, like, comment, share, tell your friends, tell your community, go to work, let them know all about us. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.